This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 6, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. Three years ago, the state of Wisconsin executed pre-dawn raids on a number of political activists, seizing computers and even seizing emails from Internet service providers. The state Supreme Court issued a sweeping rebuke to the prosecutors in the case after they failed to issue any indictments. Now, years later, the U.S. Supreme Court has refused to hear the government's case. So the matter is closed. Eric O'Keefe was one of those activists. We spoke at the State Policy Network's annual meeting this week. You, uh, among others, were the subject of what's come to be known as a John Doe investigation in Wisconsin. And for the third time, uh, you or your opponents had filed and asked for the Supreme Court to hear uh, this case. So the Supreme Court did not want to hear it. Tell us about what this what this case was and what it means that now that it's over. Sure. Well, uh, the the real this was an entirely political investigation started four years ago, August, which really never had any uh, valid purpose. Its goal was to damage the political opponents of a pro-union Democratic District Attorney John Chisholm and uh, and his friends in government, career government employees. Uh, in terms of a national context, it was another example of uh, statist authoritarians using their government power to thwart their political enemies. And since they love government, they hate my group, Wisconsin Club for Growth, and what we were doing in Wisconsin. They just happened to have some unusual tools in Wisconsin, the John Doe and a gag order since reformed. But uh, I think for, for most people, it's best to just see it as yet another case of government trying to trample speech to suppress the speech of critics of government. And uh, you mentioned the three cases. Two different appeals of targets went uh, up, and we were trying to overturn or stop the prosecution. Those were denied. This was the prosecutors appealing their sweeping defeat. About 15 months ago, the Wisconsin Supreme Court determined that the investigation was conducted without foundation in reason or law, unquote. A devastating, sweeping defeat for the prosecutors. Yet they took it up. They took it and applied for cert. And just on the third anniversary of the home raids in the dark, uh, the Supreme Court denied cert. So that ended, that ended this abuse. To provide a little background here, you woke up to discover, what, police and reporters in front of your house? Well, my story was a little different. There were five targets, and my house was slated to be raided. But it was a scratch at the last minute because they did not. They thought the sheriff was too political. I live in the country, and there were no municipal police. Four other, four other family homes stayed on the list, were raided in the dark with l- bright lights, shouts, banging, uh, in one case, guns drawn. And these were aggressive paramilitary raids. Uh, inexcusable for looking for political documents in America. And in two cases, they woke up children from bed. Um, So that was the worst outrage of it. Meanwhile, they had already grabbed all of our emails from Internet service providers, all of our bank records. The idea that they didn't know what we were doing was unsustainable. These were raids to intimidate. Now that this is over, and as you say, the prosecutors were handed a sweeping defeat and the Supreme Court decided not to uh, take up that case, is there any opportunity to take legal action beyond uh, what's been handed out at court? Yes, and it's a great question because what happens if, uh, you know, 
evil prosecutors decide to attack attack us, they spend taxpayer money, they drag us through you know smear campaigns, leaks, and litigation for three years, and then they lose. Is that a big win for us? We've been tied up. We've been diverted. We spent resources. It's not good enough to simply have it stop when they run out of ways to attack us. So no, there are two active lawsuits. One by a think tank in Wisconsin. The McIver Institute is the lead plaintiff in a class action. I'm in the class. They violated federal law, the Stored Communications Act, by failing to tell us they had seized our emails from our internet service providers. And that's worth that's worth noting in particular. We're we're used to hearing about federal uh, intelligence agencies intercepting emails, but for a state agency to go not to you, but to your internet service provider and seize email seems like a, a sweeping uh, abuse. Right. And, uh, and in fact, they went to over 20 people. Uh, they went to all the big national providers, uh, Yahoo, Microsoft, Google, one and one and they seized the emails of people who have never lived in Wisconsin but were corresponding with us in Wisconsin. So this was actually a spying operation of sweeping national scope, and they seized everything the ISPs had, emails sent, received, and deleted for multi-year periods. It was an appalling, and it's interesting you mentioned the national concerns. Um, one of the scary things here and one of the reasons I'm happy to be able to talk to you is that Wisconsin newspapers generally have supported the prosecutors. They have not criticized the home raids or the spying. Um, so suddenly in America, it's okay with the press if we break into family homes. It's okay if we spy, as long as we're spying on, on uh, the pro-freedom side. So this is a scary point in American politics. Do you suspect that the reason that there is, I, I don't know if you call it complicity or not, among uh members of the media, but is it that there's a general uh, bias against uh, what they call dark money? That is to say, money that is meant to influence politics in one way or another that is uh, not uh, broadly uh, accessible by the media? Well, no, because uh, they're perfectly happy to have uh, George Soros money sneaking in in various ways. They're particularly fond of uh, the, the darkest kind of power applied in politics, the use of government resources and government power in a campaign. And that's what we saw here. So get this. They claim to be for transparency. John Chisholm will not tell the taxpayers, the voters, how much he has spent on this John Doe pursuit. Also, if they want transparency, why did they gag me? I'm a political speaker. They gagged people who are highly engaged in politics from talking about what? Politics and government. No, they're not interested really in transparency and they're not and that, that is cover. And this thing about dark money is just noise because the, the, for one thing, we brag about our ads. They come from the Wisconsin Club for Growth in this case. We're proud of that. Our donors don't make the ads. So the speaker is the Wisconsin Club for Growth. Um, they, they know that they are not going to win a public debate by saying we're for censorship. We want to shut up our political enemies. But when you study it, that is all it's about. What laws need to change in order to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen in Wisconsin? I know had these prosecutions been successful, a lot of other states would have been more than happy to roll out very similar uh, legal provisions to give their prosecutors similar authority. 
Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, laws cannot prevent prosecutorial abuse. They, they violated the Constitution. They broke laws. Uh, the, the Wisconsin John Doe uh, uh, law is, has been revised and made harmless, so it will not be abused in this fashion again, but it may be violated. What we all have to worry about is simply lawless prosecutors, and district attorneys have tremendous discretion all across the country. So do attorneys general. So th this cannot be fixed by statute at this point. And as you mentioned, these guys haven't been held accountable. They violated statutes. They violated the Constitution. They actually behaved in an uncivilized fashion. They went into the family homes of innocent people. This is not legal. It's not proper. It's not constitutional. The one problem we have in this system is there's a built-in expectation that law enforcement will follow the law. But what, when law enforcement begins to break the law, our system is not, has not developed a way to handle that. So I am working on that, but the courts and our precedents make it very difficult to hold prosecutors accountable for their misbehavior. Eric O'Keefe is a political activist in Wisconsin. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.